When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Dax Holt. I'm ready for the Raw Rundown. I'm joined by Adam Glenn, my co-host, my better half. What's up, buddy? How's New York? New York is good. The weather's good. If you're watching on YouTube, it looks like... I I feel like like I'm like casting couch and Dax is like auditioning for me right now. I'm on this like so it looks very awkward. But yeah, he um, keeps asking me to say my lines in a speedo. <laughs> I don't get it. Yes, but the weather in New York is beautiful. In fact, I was in LA last week. The weather in New York is better than the weather in LA. The weather in LA sucks compared to New York. The weather here is beautiful. I mean, no rain, sun's out, it's just so comfortable and nice. It's the best time to oh, be in New York way, City. Way to rub it in, bro. No worries. No, this is what I do. This is what I do best. Uh, this <laughs> is our raw rundown, the top 10 stories of the week. Um, this week has just been a unique week because stories keep changing. But this is what we do. It's the top 10 stories of the week. In the middle of the week, we usually do an interview or sometimes we just talk to each other. This past week, we did part two of Ask Us Anything where you guys got to ask us questions and we answer at the end of the week, we do the top 10 stories of the week, or we call it the Raw Rundown. Before we get to the Raw Rundown, we have a review for, for that you guys did for us that we are so grateful and so appreciative that we like to read it live on air because it's the best thing. We like to just give you some love and shout you out on air so you can kind of hear your name. It's kind of fun. All right. So this one comes from iTunes. This one's from Daddy's Girl 54. Sounds dirty already. I love it. All right. Five stars says, love you guys. I'm a new to the podcast world. I heard you on Juicy Scoop and immediately downloaded the podcast. Your no nonsense is refreshing. Keep up the great work from Debbie D93. Thanks, Debbie. Thank you, Debbie. Appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time. Head on over to iTunes. All right. Let's That's jump into this. And in full disclosure, we're we're taping this with the amount of changes that have happened this week. Don't be surprised if we're missing a big story because I feel like we cannot keep up with this week. There are just huge stories breaking left and right, so we are going to do our best. This is the top 10 as of the moment we're recording, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> number 10 is uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. Blah, blah. Affleck, Affleck snapping up this $60 million love nest in Beverly Hills that has 24 motherfucking bathrooms and a sports complex inside. So this is this place is huge. All these photos are popping up all over Daily Mail and TMZ. You know, they have been looking for over a year to really get a place. Finally, they uh, they handed over 60. I'm sorry, 608 five million dollars in cash for this uh 46 000 square foot mansion it's up in the hills it's in this beautiful area um but this house first hit the market back in 2018 for 135 million dollars then it was slashed almost in half and relisted a year later uh i'm sorry relisted this year and it's considered the wallingford estate it sits on five acres it's got 12 bedrooms 24 bathrooms like i said it's got a 
5,000 square foot guest penthouse, a caretaker house, a two bedroom guard house on the grounds, a 12 car garage parking for 80. Um, I think it's got 80 because it's got literally two entrances. So it's got like a gate down the hill and a gate up the hill. Um, what else does it have? It has an indoor sports facility. It's got like basically a full gym. And I know JLo loves to work out. She's always seen at the gyms. So she's got that. She's got a basketball court, a pickleball court, a boxing ring. There's a sports lounge, a bar. There's a, oh my God, a full hair and nail salon, according to TMZ, a home theater, a wine cellar, whiskey lounge, as well as sauna and massage rooms. And it's got this zero edge pool. Uh, that's located behind the main house and overlooks like all of LA. It is absolutely beautiful. And it is a very, very cool house that neither one of us will ever be cool enough to see inside of. I, you know, when you have a house like that, I got to imagine it's so hard to leave. You know, I had for a little bit, I lived on the beach and it was amazing. It was incredible. When people would invite me out, I'd be like, no, there's no shot. I'm leaving. Like it's, you guys see my view. My backyard is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm not leaving. So when you have a $60 million house, which Dex, I mean, you're a homeowner. Do you – they own their house. It's not like they're paying a mortgage, correct? No, they they paid $60 million cash, so it's so done. So the, the house is done. They don't have a mortgage, but they do have to pay taxes. Which and is the a taxes, fat chunk, yeah. Yeah, that, that taxes every year is pretty – I mean, you don't get that money back. That's an ex, That's an expensive – how much do you think the taxes on that house are? Oh, I, I wish I could say how much that would. I mean, you're looking at probably a couple million dollars in property tax, I would think. I mean, uh, just I wish I could tell you I have no idea. Uh, that would have been a good thing for me to research before, but I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, that is just insane to have that type of house. I mean, when you have 24 bathrooms, do you have like a bathroom for eat, like, oh, this is my number one bathroom. This is my number two bathroom. This is Jalo's <laughs> number one bathroom. This is my number two bathroom. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be so great. <laughs> this yeah. is where I only go poop. <laughs> I know. I'm ready. Insane. Uh, number nine. I'm trying to see what the, what is 7.71% of 60 million? Because I think that's, I think that's how you figure it out. Oh, so it's, that's only $426,000. So basically someone's entire uh, house payment is their yearly income or their property tax. That sounds insane. Fun. Insane. Uh, Dax, number nine. All right. Number nine is, all right, Erica Jane. You love Erica Jane. You keep putting her in the rundown. Uh, Erica Jane. <laughs> yeah, she's a big one. So Erica Jane, who is 51, obviously, uh, is linked to uh, a new recently arrested lawyer, Jim Wilkies, uh, who is 72. If you remember, there's been a whole bunch of stories about whether or not her and her strange husband, Tom Girardi, are actually apart or like what the stories are. I think they had filed for divorce, but then there was all these photos that came out of her and Jim Wilkies, who was he was in business with Tom Girardi. Am I am I correct in saying that? Like yes. they had business dealings together. So she spotted out in Vegas, walking through Caesar's palace with him. And so everyone jumps onto, Oh crap. Are you now dating your ex strange husband's 
business partner. Like, what's going on here? Well, come to find out they are not together. Uh, apparently, they are doing some business together. And I guess they've known each other for 20 some years. Jim is saying, look, I, I'm helping her out. I'm representing the for, or the real housewife of Beverly Hills. Uh, but this is just a lawyer situation, a family friend situation. And there's nothing more to that. But I think it's so funny when people get divorced. It's like you can't walk around with anyone or you're immediately no, linked no. to that. Everyone says you're dating. Well, it's, it's funny because of Carmen's uh, dating history. They think that she is now with old dudes, which, you know, she's like, oh, she's with another old guy just because of her dating history or her, you know, her love life. So it's just a wild Listen, it's, it's not that far off. I mean, there's a lot of I mean, there's another person in this rundown alone who's just out there banging old dudes. So we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But it's, uh, you know, Erica Jane, it's it's got to be an interesting life that. Anytime to bang old dudes with someone. Well, to bang that's one <laughs> fucking that's one crazy thing. Because I don't know how you get into that. But number two, like no matter who you're with, if you're walking with a guy, people are gonna think you're you're dating the person. hundred mm-hmm. percent. It's a wild life. It's a wild way to live. And she's not the only one that goes through it. This is a lot of people that have that type of issue. Yeah, and I walk around with my wife every day and people are like, pretty sure he's gay. Yeah, they still think you're gay. They're, <laughs> They're like, like oh, have you? That... T- he talks about celebs every day. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Number eight. Kim Cattrall coming back to as Samantha Jones for the and just like that, the new chapter of Sex in the City. Uh, this was a huge story this week um, that she's going to be making an appearance as her character in this upcoming series. But it is going to be just a brief cameo as Sam, the publicist. I guess Kim filmed like a scene earlier this week for the upcoming series. And this is kind of, you know, this has been a big deal, whether or not she's going to come back to the franchise, Sex and the City, after a very nasty feud with Sarah Jessica Parker. And she basically said, I want nothing to do with Sex and the City anymore. Well, um, the secret is out, according to the Twitter handle uh, for, the, for the show. And they're saying, yes, she's going to be back. Uh, but it looks like it won't actually air until maybe like the summertime or something like that. So it's going to be a little a while. And that means it'll be later in the season. But fans were losing their minds minds and knowing that she was going to come back and make this appearance after all the drama i mean let's be clear it's saying that she is being limited to just a brief cameo as sam the publicist which is i wonder how much she got paid for it I i'm sure she got how much... a fat check because you know how many people are going to tune in to watch this that's a lot. i mean that's the commercial for the show that one little part with yeah. kim cattrall it's still wild to me that kim cattrall is not part of this show she didn't want to be I, like if there was someone you really didn't like or get along with, would you be over it? And like, that's not worth it for me. Like, and clearly Sarah Jessica Parker is the star of that show. And if you don't get along with the star of the show, you're like, I, I don't want to do it. It's not worth it. It's too mentally taxing on me. I mean, that, that says something about people. I, I always, I mean, we did an episode about the feuds in Hollywood and that's just, you know, between Vin Diesel on The Rock and Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. It's just crazy to think of, like, these two huge stars where all they have to do is work together. Just They don't have to be friends. They have to work together. They're like, I cannot work with this person. Yeah. Not everyone is blessed as you and I, Adam. Yeah, and the thing is, we, we don't get money. We don't get paid, and they make a ton of money. It's like, are you kidding me? 
Dude, me? I could I could fake a relationship real well for a couple million dollars. Trust me. Listen, you did it for ten years when you were at your last company. So uh... <laughs> I definitely had some people in there that I did not like so much. I get uh, it. Number. I will, I will not say her name on here, but we'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Number All right. seven. All right, number seven. Oh, here we go. Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez. Uh, you know, they've been dropping this six hundred thousand dollars a month on a Malibu rental home, by the way. So this is Kenny G's Malibu home. They've been kind of traveling all over the world. They're building this big old house in Beverly Hills right now. And so they need a place to stay. So they're renting this for six hundred thousand dollars a month. It's a fifty five hundred square foot house in Malibu, like right kind of overlooking the bluffs. It's beautiful. It's got, uh, I'm, man, we're really on the house beat today, uh, but it's got a large backyard, a pool, screening room, recording studio, 3,500 square foot guest house. Uh, but the funny thing is it came unfurnished. So not only are they spending $600,000 a month to rent it, they now have to furnish the whole thing. Get, given it's it's Bezos, like one of the richest men in the world, I, he can afford some furniture, but I just think that's funny. Like that's a lot of money to not have any furniture in there. What a great investment or great opportunity for Kenny G. I mean, Kenny G, you know, we he, he financially has done very well if he has this sort of house. But can you imagine that, like, for the rest of your life, like, oh, the, one of the richest people in the world? Because you have to say one of them because his – I guess he is the richest man in the world, right? I no, mean, I he's not. No. Elon's taken over. There's been some other – like, the guy who's got all the, the booze and yeah. and all that. He's he's up there. So, it, it, Bezos is no longer the richest man in the but world. But what would before, – before Jeff Bezos was living in the house, I'm just curious what was going on in this house was – was Kenny G trying to sell it? Was he just renting it out Dude, to people there's randomly? So many rich people in this world that there are rich business people that come from around the world and want to rent out a cool Malibu home. So I'm sure it's been being rented out just under the radar. It's crazy because you're you're 100 right. We think the celebrities are rich. They have they don't hold a candle to some of the other money that's out there. So mm-hmm. majority, you know, there's rich people. I always said this, like rich, I, I see a lot of rich people in New York and they have the money, but they don't have the fame and they pay pretty much for celebrities to be friends with them. You yeah, know, like, and like they, and they pay for their lifestyle in some ways. Keep in mind, Bezos is not, he's not a celebrity. He's become a celebrity because of how wealthy he is. But that a very few, like not a lot of rich people hit that level of fame. You have to be like one of the top five richest people in the world to then kind of get that notoriety, that fame, and obviously because Amazon is such a big deal. Um, by the way, there are some other details that came out from their engagement. Um, apparently, they went to this like fancy restaurant um, over in, in in Cannes right after he proposed to her on the $500 million super yacht that he has. They then went to this restaurant called La Petite Maison, I think is how it is. It's a Mediterranean restaurant on Palm Beach in Cannes. And that was on May 22nd. Um, and they had a bunch of pricey wine. Wine, so that they they ordered zucchini blossoms. This is according to um, some insider sources. I, I think with People Magazine, zucchini blossoms with Parmesan cheese and a four thousand two hundred eighty five dollar bottle of Dugrat Pie Grand Cru. It's so fancy. I can't. I don't. I'm too poor to say the name of the goddamn wine. It's so fancy, but it's basically a red Burgundy wine. Um, but this is the best part. They were accompanied by Jeff Bezos' sister, Christina Christina Bezos Poor. And her, husband, 
Steve poor. <laughs> <laughs> they had to throw that in there. They're like, this is too funny. You got to put the poor like, name in. There. How did they? How did they? How did she marry a guy named with the last name Poor when her brother's the richest man in the world? I think that's so good. So good. Like we're we're the poor ones. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Are you? I'm just a little bit curious, and I'm sure everyone's curious. How much? Of, what does a four over four thousand dollar bottle of wine taste like? Just the same as any other hundred dollar bottle of wine, or sixty dollar bottle of wine, or twenty dollar bottle of wine. Dude, I've I had know, some I've expensive had... wine. Some, yeah. It hits a point, and trust me, after like three bottles, they all taste the same. You give me That's two buck true. chuck, and I'm like, oh, this shit is good. I'm like one of those guys, if I'm at like a fancy party and they have like Johnny Walker Blue or like a Dom Parent, like a good champagne, I'm drinking it. Like, even though I never drink that stuff, oh, yeah. Oh, it's expensive, I'm drinking it. 100%. I'm like, give it to me because I'll never be able to afford this myself. Never say never, but going to say never because I, I just also don't see myself as being someone that wants to spend $4,000 on a bottle of wine. Uh, our no. number, yeah, our number six story is someone I hope is not overspending for bottles of wine anymore. Yeah, no uh, kidding. So Kim Zolciak, her and Croy, obviously in the middle of this alleged heated divorce. You know, I'm not sure I'm falling for it still, but I, I'm going to go with it for this story. Uh, she completed a good parenting course uh, because that was what she needed. It was the next step in this whole thing. Um, basically, it is it called a good parenting certification. It's the latest step in the divorce. Um, so she went to this mandatory navigate. It's called Navigating Family Change Seminar in Georgia. This happened on Thursday. And then she had to go back to the court and file a completion uh, certificate with them. Croy has not filed his completion yet, but basically it's a four-hour seminar for parents who are going through a divorce or separation and aims to minimize the effects of separation for the sake of the children. Um, you know what I think would help? Not talking to the media. That would probably be the number one thing that would help your children. What do you yeah. think? No, like, I, I agree. That's that's more detrimental to them than anything else that's happening. Dax, you were the first one and the only person from my experience <laughs> of being around everyone to, to, to start questioning this divorce and saying this is a publicity like, thing. Like, like you're the, you were the first one and the only one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But you were the first one and the only person to start, like, and it didn't even, I, when I heard about the story about Kim and Croy getting divorced, this thought didn't even, this, this perspective didn't even come to me. But then you said, mm -hmm. I question this divorce. I think this is, Somewhat of a publicity stunt, someone to stir the pot to make things interesting. And the more I'm seeing these stories come out, the more I'm starting to think Dax is right. And yeah, if you're, you're starting to jump on my bandwagon here. I never, I, I always did believe in, but now I'm believing more and more. And if you're a listener and you're in our Facebook group, Off the Record on Facebook, which I totally recommend you guys to join, chime in, jump in, talk about it. Do you guys think that this Kim Zolciak and Croy divorce is the real deal? Do you think it's a PR stunt or do you think, you know, this relationship is just, they just hate each other. Like what we're seeing in the news and on the outlets. Yeah. It's weird. It's gone down such a volatile path so quickly. All right. Yeah. Number so that, five. That's the latest update for them. Uh, number five, Britney Spears is, Oh, Oh, sorry. I got a 
commercial in my ear. Wow. Uh, Britney Spears is okay with Kevin Federline moving his sons or their sons to Hawaii um, and basically slammed his lawyer saying that it was an unnecessary drama. So Britney Spears, she said she is consenting. Um, you know, Kevin Federline and his new wife basically said, hey, look, you know, we want to move to Hawaii. There's some job opportunities out there. Kevin can DJ. She can work at the university. Uh, but keep in mind that, that one son is, uh, I think it's Sean Preston will all will almost be turning 18 and Jaden 16. So they're already kind of getting to that age. And she, she responded to the letter asking for it. But if you remember this week, Kevin put out, well, I don't know if he put out, but there was a story that came out uh, basically saying that you need to answer us or we are going to hit you with a lawsuit to allow us to move to Hawaii. Her response from her lawyer was very clear and he said, uh, we did not anticipate a dispute and that uh, we were hoping that all of this could be kept private for the sake and the dignity of all parties involved, including the children. And basically, I was particularly concerned because your client previously and appallingly violated all all, all of their privacy by releasing those videos and talking about Brittany in the public. Um, so let me, let me narrow it down. They're saying... All of this would have been fine. There was no issues. Brittany was going to consent from the beginning. You wanted to make a bigger deal by putting it out there to the public and making it into a news story is what I got out of that whole thing. I agree with you. But when you make when you file anything in the court system, it becomes public record. So everyone hears about it. Do you think the lawyers on Kevin's side are sending the even though they're yes, they are going to file legal documents about the relationship, about the kids, about Brittany. Do you think they're sending it to the media outlets to help them out with the story? I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, again, it's it's the the media's going to find that anyway. So they're like, "Hey guys, here's the here's the latest." I mean, it's yeah, who cares I mean, at it, this point, right? It's it's, it's public they're, information. They're, they're going to find out. I think it was the second story though. Like, it's one thing to see the first filing and. You know, it's a, hey, we want to move to Hawaii. It was the second one that was like, hey, we're prepared to take you to court to force you to let us move to Hawaii. I think that was the one that they were like, dude, you didn't need to put out that statement. You didn't need to put out that, you know, that aggressive uh, response when she was going to consent to it anyway. She doesn't have the relationship. It's fine. She spends half their time in Hawaii anyway. So if she really wants to see the kids and they want to see her, she's going to be out there. Yeah, uh, I would love to see Kevin DJ. By the way, I'd be very curious what songs he plays. Po 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 zow po po zow po po zow. You know what? We gotta start putting that. In you don't know what I'm talking about. Google yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, we gotta start putting like the best worst videos. It's like celebrity stuff on our Facebook group, just because they're so fun. I love po po zow. So fun. <laughs> Number four. Harrison Ford getting candid about juggling his career with parenthood and his marriage to Calista Flockhart. He actually said, in quote, um, I, if I had been less successful, I'd probably be a better parent. So he did this whole interview with Esquire magazine where he opened up. They did like a, you know, like one of those cover feature stories about how he would juggle his career and parenting and all of this kind of stuff. And you know, he said, I can tell you this, if I'd been less successful, I'd probably be a better parent. He continued speaking about it and said, um, you know, oh, I guess he didn't continue speaking about it. <laughs> yeah. He got into his wife after that statement. Uh, but I think, you know, he's got over like 100 films. 
And I think he's realized, like, I wasn't there for my family a lot. I was constantly traveling, constantly filming, constantly doing all of these other things. But this is not, you know, I, you've heard this story through many, many celebrities over the years. They're focused so hard on being a, an actor or an actress and su- succeeding in Hollywood and like doing everything they can in their prime. And then they look back and they go, shit, I wasn't there for all my kids' birthdays, for their school performances, like for all those things that if I could go back in time, I would have been there. And I think it would have been better for me to be less successful and be a part of their life a little bit more. So I can, I can relate to that. You could relate to being making that type of money that he was making no what (laughs) what i can relate to no so when i was at tmz i was driving an hour and a half to work in the morning and like almost two hours on the way home because i was going from orange county to la and at that time my daughter and my son were both super young my daughter was like three my son was one at the or not even one at the time and she was starting to do like the little school performances and like you know, uh, lunch with a, with a family member, like that kind of stuff. And I was starting to like, not be able to go to anything. And so once I left TMZ, now I'm like the soccer coach, I get to go to performances. I get to do all those things that I know if I was still at TMZ, I wouldn't be able to do. I do think from this interview with Harrison, he did say a really good line. He goes, I accept my flaws and my failures. Uh, Oh wait, he goes, I accept my flaws and my failures. I don't accept them. I own them. And I just thought that was like, you know what? I think that's pretty insane. Not insane, but it's pretty – I thought it was pretty cool. You know, it's yeah. Harrison Ford is such an enigma in a way that you don't – it's like to see like what kind of person he is. It makes you feel like him more. And I am so, so excited for the new Indiana Jones. Even though I'm not like thinking it's going to be the best movie ever because mm-hmm. I think it's too much CGI and what made the older Indiana Jones great is that it was more action. It's just the way the world works now. But I loved Harry. I loved Indiana Jones. And it's funny when I have a uh, Harrison Ford big eleven by fourteen Indiana Jones photo signed, and some mm-hmm. people are like, why wouldn't you get a Star Wars photo? Like, uh, you know, Harrison Ford in Star Wars because I was like, I was an Indiana Jones fan. Like he, that's my guy right there. So I mean, really, I, I actually really enjoyed these articles in Esquire. Excited for do you wa- do you watch Shrinking on Apple? Heard amazing things, but I do not watch it. It is so good. You need I to heard go watch it's great. it. I heard he, it's great. Harrison Ford is phenomenal, and he's really funny. And he, I never thought of him as like a, a comedic actor, but it's so it's Jason Segel. Um, there's a couple other pretty famous people in the in this show, but obviously it's Jason and Harrison are the two like main actors. He is so fr- like his timing is phenomenal. The character that they wrote him is good. He's like this cranky old man. I I really enjoyed the the I think there's only been one season. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the season of it. It was freaking great. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Um number three. All right, number three. Ooh, this Danny Masterson story continues on. So Danny Masterson has now been convicted of two counts of rape and at a at his second Los Angeles trial. This was a a big deal this week, obviously, because he had to go back in front of a a jury who went through all the first time he was basically acquitted. They said, nope, all good. You get out of here. The second time he now went in front of them and he is now looking um, for 30 years to life behind bars. Bijou Phillips, his wife was there. Um, when they read out the verdict, you could actually hear her gasp inside of the courtroom and kind of like just shudder. Um, Cause this is a big deal. Your husband's now going away for 
who knows if you will ever actually be able to see him after this, right? Um, but yeah, so the, there was, I guess, three different women that had uh, come forward accusing him of rape. Two of them, he was... Um, they, they charged him for the third one. I guess it was more of a, a hung jury on that one. Um, but Scientology got involved big time into this uh, this time around because they, they made it seem like Scientology was helping him cover up for uh, a lot of these stories and allegations that were out there. Um, and because they obviously Scientology is very protective over the Scientology name. And so when you get wrapped up into it, like the last thing they wanted is have a bunch of bad press. So it seems like they're involved. And that was one of the things that the jury did not like. um, And it made him seem even more guilty. So anyway, this is a a really big deal that he is now convicted of two counts of rape. It's amazing that nobody from the 70s show has really spoken about it, like addressed it head on. Dude, they all are like distancing the hell out of themselves from this. And I don't blame them. Like, why would you, what what are you going to do? Oh, he's a great guy. Like, what what the fuck are you going to say? Like, you can't say anything. I don't, I don't know what you do. And I don't know. Eventually they have to address it. Right. I mean, it's, it's inevitable that they're going to be in some interview. They're going to ask him about them. Have they, you know, I guess the question is, have you spoken to Danny? It's not that you believe him or not, but. Like, have this, you spoken to him? How is he doing? And like, are you still? This is like, though when this is when you could say something. Now that he's been convicted, now if someone comes up and says, "Hey, did you hear about you?" Yeah, I heard about the conviction, and I'm I'm really happy for the women who have been now vindicated. You know, something to that effect. You know, I, I hope that this brings them some closure or whatever. And that's how you make the statement. But you can't say anything about him or your friendship or anything like that at this point. That's like the best PR statement that you said. It's so it's like the it's in the handbook of PR, what you just said. I'm just happy that the women have been vindicated. Yep. They all use the same statement. They all use this, not even just for this circumstance, but when it comes to PR, they all have the same script. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been written over and over and over again with the same <laughs> words. Amazing. Number two. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, quarterbacks, got a g- brand new girlfriend, Haley Seinfeld. Um, they have been, quote unquote, having fun. So Josh Allen just recently, him and his girlfriend of uh, quite a while, broke up. Um, and now he's been seen out with ha- Haley Seinfeld. Uh, what the hell is she from again? I feel like she's been in a bunch she of things like Edge Western of movie. 17. She, she, she was in that, but she was like her main big thing. Hawkeye, right? Western. Hawkeye, Hawkeye, which was one, but she was in that Western movie years ago when she was a lot younger, and that was like her big break. Yeah, and for people that don't recognize Josh Allen's name, he's obviously the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. He's he's a phenomenal quarterback. He was my fantasy football quarterback. He did really well for me this year until it got to uh, the finals. Then I I lost big time. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've been seen out all over New York, and uh, it seems like they're having a good time together. So. That's all I got on them. Good relationship. It's good for both parties. It's good for his, uh, um, I guess. Image, what PR, what? Image. It's great for her image. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, you know, they do look good together. I will say this, Haley, it's going to be really shitty to date him once the football season starts because you're going to have to go to Buffalo 
every Sunday <laughs> in November and October. It's gonna be there's it's gonna be freezing. You're, it's gonna be nothing to do. You're gonna have to jump through a table with a buff. It's you're in Buffalo. It's good luck having fun in Buffalo. Nothing Not against any of our listeners from Buffalo, but the weather it's it's tough. Not only that, I think women of these quarterbacks, they get kind of crapped on a lot. Like if the quarterback is having a shitty season, oh, it's Haley's fault. No, yeah, he's doing a shitty job. But it's like there's all these stories. Because you remember when Tom Brady and Giselle were together, like if he had something bad going on, oh, it, you know, she's ball busting him back at the house. And so that's why he's doing bad. It's just I it's it's a tough it's a tough one to date a big quarterback so there's a lot of pressure on them looks wise they look very even in that department he's a good looking guy she's a good looking girl it makes sense uh good luck guys enjoy it have fun um <laughs> yeah have fun number one the number one story of the week uh unless you've been hiding under a rock i think you've heard about this story Dax, this is it? the weirdest crap but al pacino he is going to be a father again of his fourth child and he is 83 years old. And so uh, him and his very young girlfriend, um, whose name is, what is her name? Noor? Noor? Noor. Is that uh, how you say her name? Uh, Noor? Noor Ifala. Noor Ifala. Okay, Noor that's Ifala. right. <laughs> yeah. Noor, uh, Noor Alphala. N- Noor Alphala? Are you sure? Uh, no idea, but he's 81. <laughs> he's 81. She's 28. <laughs> 28. But this is not her first rendezvous with an older man. That's what, who I was talking about earlier. Noor or Nar or whatever her name is. Uh, she was also linked to uh, Mick Jagger for quite a while when she was like 22 years old or something like that. And he was in his 70s. So it's kind of it seems like her thing to date older, super rich men. She also dated some billionaire who was also way up there in age. Um, and keep in mind, this apparently, uh, according to a couple outlets, was a complete surprise. Shocker. You think she was just trying to get pregnant? Like that was her M- like this has been her you know, I her refused MO? to judge any of that. I'm gonna keep my opinions to myself, but yes. Well she's uh what you know <laughs> I don't know, we I found don't out know. she's a film producer. Of what films? That's a good question. She works on. She's also currently working as the vice president of Linda Ops Productions at Sony. Mm-hmm. So she's uh, reportedly developing two feature films with Ops Productions at Sony. Mm. I don't know if these are big, you know, productions, but you know, Man, she's like she's like eight months pregnant too. She was able to hide a lot of the baby bump photos from the Paps for quite some time because they've been seen out a lot together, um, but no one noticed the baby bump. And now um, she's about to give birth. So this is That's I don't know. This whole thing is crazy. You've got Al Pacino, you got Robert De Niro. Both of them are expecting babies really, really late in their life. Which you know my feelings on this. I don't feel like it's fair to a child. Um, listen, I'm you know I. If I just feel selfish, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to hold back anyone from being a parent if that's what they want to be, especially like the woman in this situation. Like, if she's truly in love and she wants to have a baby with this man, like, I don't want to hold her back from that. I just feel like it sucks for a kid who, you know, may not see your dad on your 10th birthday. Like, that sucks. Dax, obviously, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino have a legacy as, you know, two of some of the best actors of all time. They've been in the most mm-hmm. iconic films. Does this ruin 
or damage their legacy, in your opinion? No, they're not going to. This is not going to so affect It doesn't them matter. I, I, I think it's weird. I think that it wouldn't be my choice. I, I feel bad for the kid, but I don't like this is it's bringing life into the world at the end of the day. So there's nothing negative about it other than my personal thoughts. But my personal thoughts don't matter at the end of the day. I wonder, like, we think it's crazy, but it, is it crazy on his end? Because, hey, when you're 81 years old and you're rich, of course you want a 28-year-old girl. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. this 28-year-old 20 girl was like, I'm somewhat trying to get pregnant. You have to imagine. She knew what she was doing. How do, how do you feel for the other three kids that were like, oh, our dad is Al Pacino. We're going to get a fat payday. Our will is going to be huge. And now you're like, God. Oh, Damn it! Now I got to split a quarter of it with someone else. So that's that just cost me fifteen million. <laughs> really? That, that, oh, mid dads have another kid. That just cost me twenty five million. <laughs> that's exactly what happened, right? A hundred percent. That a quarter of his wealth is now going to go to this uh, new little baby. Well, that is our raw rundown. The top ten stories of the week. Thank you guys for listening and for watching on YouTube. Thank you for watching it. Like and subscribe. Put a comment. Whatever keeps the algorithm going. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, even LinkedIn. Who knows? Follow me on LinkedIn. I haven't used that one in a while. <laughs> I got to check make sure it's still active. Uh, we do have a private Facebook group called Off the Record, which I highly recommend you guys join. Keep the reviews coming. Uh, we will actually read your review live on air. It's the best thing you can do to support this podcast. Follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys. A Huda Media Production.